I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking a little Yankees, talking a little Jets and Giants. Matter of fact, let's hear from the Giants. Now, I'm a little, this is a little crazy for me. But this is a lot of conversation. Well, not a lot of conversation, but this conversation about Rob Gronkowski. Okay, so here's Brian Dable on Gronk possibly coming out of retirement. Well, I'm close with Rob. Got a lot of respect, admiration. Coached him for four years. He's a good friend. We've talked. I'm not saying we talked about that, but... He's a close friend, you know, when you coach someone for four years and he's a very productive player for you and really a good person. We're from the same town, so wouldn't read too much into that. Now, Gronkowski has indicated that he's done. He's not coming back. He said he's he is definitely not coming back. And obviously, you know, with uh, Waller and Gronkowski, that would be an interesting tag. That would be an interesting uh, duel for tight end, wouldn't it? <laughs> Here's Darren Waller on adapting to life in the Big Apple. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, you talk about a new city. I like to do things that local that locals do. Go get pizza where there's good pizza at or whatever. So just like immerse myself in the city, allow myself to, to be there and uh, find a home. And starts with my teammates. Just somebody told me like if you if you want a friend, be a friend. So it's like try to just connect with those guys and uh, just show them who I really am and let them know that hey, I'm in it with you guys. It's not about me coming here to try to turn my career around or you know get things for me. It's about you know me being a part of what you guys have going and uh, this being an experience experience for us so it's been fun it's been uh it's been a challenge but I feel like I respond well to challenges um I have my whole life and I feel like uh this is going to be no different well we'll see I mean look we understand if he can remain healthy all right Waller is going to make a huge difference to this this Giants offense there's no question about it you've seen what he's been able to do you saw when he was able to do it with the Raiders He's a heck of a player. But once again, it's really going to be about the other folks because Waller's not going to be able to beat teams by himself. Okay? He's going to need help because we can double him and move him right out and make him not a factor. But Daniel Jones, (laughs) he loves his connection with Waller. He's a big target, you know, runs good routes, creates separation. He's an easy guy to find. So, yeah, I don't know. He's a a talented player, smart guy, understands defense, understands where we're using him and and, uh, how to get open. Now, Dan and Rick this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, they were talking Giants, and they have a, you know, positive outlook for, for Big Blue. So right now, 
Who's getting these wild card spots? Who's gobbling up these playoff spots? That's why I believe Giants are going back to the postseason this year, guys, whether you like it or not. Well, I think the Giants have to figure out how to win win some games. Division games, you mean? Yeah, win the division yeah. games. They have to find a way. And I know, I mean, it was clear that there is a huge or was a huge talent gap between Philadelphia and the Giants. And there probably is still a, a talent gap between those two teams. But, I mean, you have to find a way to split against Dallas. To, I mean, to be competitive against Philly. And then you take care of the teams that, that you feel like you're just as good as. Would it be a disappointment, Giant fans, if you don't get to the playoffs or win a playoff game this year? Would it be a disappointment if you don't get to the playoffs or win a playoff game this year? Now, for me, the expectations are that you will make it to the postseason. That's my expectation. Despite the schedule. Because I look at the NFC and I think the Giants will be able to get a postseason berth. I mean, who's coming out of the South? I mean, could you see two, three teams coming out of the East? Maybe. Because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of depth and talent in the NFC. It's just not, not this year. The AFC, if this was the AFC, listen, it would be it would be a bear to try to get it done. It would be. And once again, I get it. I get you got San Francisco early in the season, like week two. You're headed out to San Francisco, week three. But I think this Giants team, with what they have, if indeed the offense is going to be as advertised, and why wouldn't I think that? Look what Dable and Kafka was able to do with Daniel Jones in year one. A year where they weren't sure that he was going to be their starting quarterback. A year where they weren't they weren't sold on him. That's why they didn't give him the didn't sign him with the fifth year option. He had to prove it to them. And yes, he didn't have a offensive juggernaut of a season, but nevertheless, his offense along with the great defense, was good enough to get them to the postseason. 9-6-1, and one, and not only get to the postseason, but win a playoff game. Yeah, I get it was Minnesota, but, you know, you don't get to pick who you, you, don't get to pick who you face. And you beat them. That's the bottom line. So for me, because I expect them to get to the postseason, yeah, it would be a disappointment if they don't go to the postseason this year. And I get they could be better and take a step back and the record might not be as good. I understand all that. And we're talking injuries aside and whatnot. We, we get that injuries change everything. But after getting to the postseason in a year that you weren't supposed to even be thinking postseason and winning a playoff game, oh, yeah, I think it's a disappointment if they don't win the playoff game coming into this season. I really do. With more talent offensively? And you don't win the playoff game? No. That would be a disappointment if I were a Giant fan. 1-800-919-3776. Well, you have to say next on 987 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show.
on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And I maintain that if they don't make the postseason, it's a big disappointment. Even though I get it's year two rebuilding and trying to turn the team around and getting you know, Brian Dayball's type of players and whatnot. I get all that. But with the success you were able to have in year one, and I know it's not easy, and I know the schedule's tougher, it, it, you should be able to get to the postseason. All right, so let's look, at the, let's look at the NFC. In the NFC North, Detroit, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota. You think you're getting two teams out of the North? <laughs> NFC South. Saints, Falcons, Buccaneers, Panthers. I know you're not getting two teams out of the NFC South. The West, you could get two teams. Niners, and, I, you know, if Geno Smith continues on this, uh, you know, great tour that he that he had last year, uh, yeah, they, they both of them could get in. All right? So that leaves me. A couple of playoff spots. So let's say Philadelphia wins the, let's say hypothetically, Philadelphia wins the East, so they get a spot. Giants and Dallas, I, I just don't have a lot of confidence that Mike McCarthy is going to be able to turn this Dallas team around offensively. I just don't. I don't. And I, there's some other folks that I've been listening to and reading who indicate that they think that Dallas is going to take a step back this year. And we're not trying to say that, you know, Keenan Moore was Bill Walsh. <laughs> but we know Mike McCarthy isn't. <laughs> and you add play calling to the responsibilities of a coach that has trouble knowing what time management is, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. 
So I think it's a no-brainer that the Giants get, can get a playoff spot. I do. Because I only I think only one team's coming out of the North. One team's coming out of the South. That's probably the division winner. I don't know that Minnesota is going to be as good as they were last year. I don't know. See what you think. 1-800-919-3776. Mike is in Bayside. Mike, you're next on 98.7. How you doing? Uh, It's a quick question because we're talking about the Giants and if it'll be a letdown, if they don't make the playoffs. My question to you is if they don't make the playoffs, however, they beat the Eagles and the Cowboys, but they lose to all the other teams that they should be. Do we think, you know, it's it's a turn in the right direction because now we can compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys? Just wanted to get your feelings on that, and thanks for taking my call. All right, Mike, thanks. Well, here's my thought process. If you're able to beat Philly, then you should be able to beat other people. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And I get it. Those are your rivals. You want to beat Philly. You want to beat Dallas. I get that. Wow, look at the Mets. 10-4 over Atlanta. Wow. It's early. <laughs> it's early. I've, I've, you know, this is nice if it lasts. It's only the sixth inning, only the sixth. But um, no, I, I get it. Those are your, those are your hated rivals. You want to beat them. I know you do. So from that standpoint, yeah, I could see where it would be a success. I could see where you would think that. But to me, I mean, you beat those guys. Who are you losing to? Well, maybe the Niners. I could see that. I think, I think, I think this season, if I'm a Giant fan, this season for me to think the team is going in the right direction. I need them to split this year, those games. I need them to split Philly. I need them to at least split Philly and at least split Dallas. That's what I need. I need them to at least split. Because then I understand that I'm, okay, I'm headed in the right direction, which is what the caller was saying. So, yeah, I get that. But not lose to all the other folks. Because if I'm able to split with especially Philly, who was in the Super Bowl last year, and Dallas, who I always have issues with, then that means E, A, I'm better, or B, I'm executing better than they are, and I might be a way, you know, I'm on my way. But (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Larry, wait. Let's go slow here. Uh, there are 32 teams, correct? Yes. 16 in each uh, conference. Yes. All right. Out of the 16, seven make the playoffs, right? One mm-hmm. by. Right. So seven out of 16. Gee, Larry, with, with Aaron Rodgers and 
Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor and Barkley and the wide receivers they got. I mean, come on. They got to make the playoffs. That's what I said. At least win one game. So I, I don't even think the playoffs is a successful season. You got to win one game in the playoffs. Well, you know, when you haven't been like the Jets, it's it's pretty important. <laughs> but when you've made such upgrades that they've made, you better make it. What the, and you know, you can't give me the schedule because you don't know year from year. The only thing you know is your team. I mean, I mean, the Giants look like they have more offensive weapons, and uh, with Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, come on now, and with the healthy. Uh, you know, uh, the new running back, Cook, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kid from last year, if he could come Hall. back, mm-hmm. Bryce Hall. I mean, you know, the, the minimum playoffs. God, it's got to be playoffs, and uh, I don't even want to hear anything. And at least one game. So they got to position themselves so they get the home playoff game mm-hmm. for the playoffs. That, I mean, that's minimum success. So it's not a high bar to go. Seven out of 16 is not a big deal. So, you know, that's that. Larry, did you catch any of the women's soccer? I did not, no. Oh, it was great. That girl I was telling you about from Spain, boy, she was smart. They were watching her. She didn't score the goal, but uh, Spain won. It was back and forth. It was most exciting. I mean, not, I'm a, not that I'm a big soccer fan. Most exciting one nothing game I've ever seen. I think, I think you're I, underestimating yourself, Richard, as a soccer fan. I think you're becoming I do a enjoy, big well, I enjoy fan. when I get into it, Larry. It was, I mean, it brings me back to my Cosmo days. Boy, there was okay. no bigger Cosmo fan than me in the really? 70s and the early 80s. Beckenbauer and uh, Oh, Pele they were great to watch. They were bigger than anything. And, Larry, one last thing. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Gordon this. You know, Gordon likes to run the those little things where the best uh, uh, sports movies and all. Over uh-huh. the weekend, I watched Brian's song. Man, the original. If, uh, Larry, not only was it the best sports movie ever, if you just watch the clips of Gail Sayers, that mm. makes it the best. You know, I didn't realize Sayers, I always thought that Dion was the first guy to hold the ball with one hand and run with the ball when he was out in the open with one hand. Sayers was doing that 22 years earlier, boy. Boy, he, Larry, don't give me Bo Jackson. Don't give me OJ. Don't even give me the big, the best Jim Brown or Barry Sanders. For one year, there was never a running back like Gale. And Gale ran back punts. He mm-hmm. ran back kickoffs. He was out of the backfield running back pass receiving. And, of course, his great running. There was no better running back. And let me tell you, the movie Billy D. Williams, he was unbelievable. James Caan. You know, mm-hmm. James Caan has got to be the most underrated actor ever in Hollywood. He, To me, in my eyes, he was in the greatest mafia movie ever and the greatest sports movie ever. I mean, Godfather and uh, yeah. Brian Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, you can't beat those two movies. And I'm telling you, Larry, you got to go back every once in a while and watch the movie. It is so it was great. great. There's no question about it. Just the clips of Gale running the ball. I remember that. I was a young kid. I was 10 years old in 65. But, man, he was unbelievable to watch, Larry. Um, Nobody. Not even OJ. None of them. Jim Brown and all. This guy, Gale Sears, um, it's unfortunate that he got hurt that way. But Mm -hmm. he was great. Larry, always a pleasure. All right, Richard. Thanks for checking in. Uh, There's no question. And I didn't get a chance to really watch uh, Gale Sears. Heard about him. Saw videos. He was a tremendous, tremendous running back. Tremendous running back. Um, it's hard to say, but Jim Brown was so good, though. Jim Brown was so good. Just watching videos and talking to people. Uh, of course, talking to him. 
uh, talk about, you know, what, what his influences and what he was able to do and certain things with his career. So, um, the late, great Jim Brown, but he would, you know, he's right there. Gail Sears was right there. And, you know, it's crazy. There's some, there's some, uh, movies that you should not remake. And they uh, remade Brian's song, and they shouldn't have done it. They should have stayed with the original. Should have stayed with the original. And that was a tough remake. More with you next on 98.7 ESPN. Playoffs? This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking about an interesting show. We're talking a little, little Yankees and some Mets, trying to figure out who had the worst, which is the worst season between the two, Mets and, and Yankees. That's our poll question. You can weigh in, still time, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Uh, Yankees still running away with it, 67% to 32%. But I'm telling you, neither one of them, neither one of them is great. Both of them have been, you know, both of them have been disappointing in their own way. They really have. They really, really have. I mean, you know, and of course, listen, the Mets are rolling over the Braves right now. Of course. Of course they are. (laughs) Mets, what, 105 games under 500? (sighs) Listen, I'm still, still enjoying, I'm trying to enjoy my team, looking for all the positive things, you know, Looking for all the positive things I can. Knowing that, you know, maybe we'll be better next season. And I don't know who's going to be running things. I know who I would love to run things. For me, I give me, give me a little, give me a little Theo Epstein. No disrespect to David. No disrespect to David Stearns. No disrespect. But I mean, you know, give me a break. I don't know what he's doing. Milwaukee is not, Milwaukee is not just, 
has not won, has not had sustainable success winning their division and running to the postseason every year. I know what Epstein can do. Okay, I know. I've seen it. He resurrected two franchises who had forgotten. They were like a handful of people alive when they won their last championship before he got there and took care of them. I mean, that's what I'm looking for. And once again, I get it. He wants part ownership. He wants. It's not my ownership to give. But I'd have to seriously consider it. I would have to seriously consider it if I'm Steve Cohen. Because then this is it's a proven track record. Proven. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, what's going on, big bro? Everything is good, man. What's happening with you? You know, first and foremost, man, I was glad to hear Cousin Brucey. You know, I thought the worst, man. I've heard him for all those, for all those months, you know. Um, yeah. Still sound like he's struggling a little bit. You know, uh, Bruce, hard and prayers go out to you, brother. You know, you know, I love you, man. Just get better, man. That's right. You know, so all those guys that are talking about COVID was a hoax. I mean, you would have had it for a year. Tell him it's a hoax. Yeah. So anyway, you know, um, crazy part is, you know, as a sports fan, I haven't called as much the last few days and stuff. I've kind of grown dispassionate, man, you know, with what's going on down there in Philly. I mean, are they really going to try to start the season with this guy? On the, there's certain times where you have to admit you made a mistake. You might just have to pay him to stay home. Yeah. Because I need to see Tyrese Magic grow and, and, and um, I need Nick Nurse to be able to have the opportunity to meet and evaluate whether he can keep Joel and be there, whether they do need to trade him. And Harden is just throwing a monkey wrench into everything, right? He always does. I mean, he disgusts me, you know, inside and out. Uh, you know, but like Hal Steinbrenner is another person who, you know, I'm really growing to loathe. You know, I heard all this time about how there was bad George and good George, and people forget the bad George. And I mean, Gordon talks about this all the time. And I respectfully say the bad George got me six rings. If you're going to count the last one, was Hal Steinbrenner. And, uh, and, and Brian and Steinbrenner. But you know what? In, in, in reality, you know, they have done no real winning on a real winning level without Jeter without being in that dugout. And I love Aaron Judge. You know, he, he's a better player than Derek Jeter, but Derek Jeter is always going to be a better Yankee. You know, it's just my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like Steinbrenner. I don't like the fact that he doesn't speak. You know, one thing about George that I think all fans appreciated was you never got the idea that the Yankees winning or losing wasn't the first thing on his mind and the dollar the second thing. So, you know, you disparage him all we want. You know, he was called the boss for a reason. And, you know, and a lot of us fans, like, we we, we really, you know, we miss hearing the State of the Union at the end of the year of the Yankees. We miss hearing quotes and things in the paper, whether they were good or bad. It shows somebody who had passion and was in tune with what the fans wanted. You know, and that's all you ask for from an owner. So, like I said, like Hal Steinbrenner, man, like I have really grown to, to, to dislike him. But now with the Aaron Rodgers thing, you know, you were talking about uh, some calls were saying, why would they let him play? I mean, could we stop with the why would they let him? He is the head coach of the team. Rob Sala is the associate head coach. He went into Rob Sala's office and said, I need to get a little bit of work with these guys in this last preseason game. And Rob Sala said, okay, boss. And, I mean, that's the way it rolls. And I, don't, I, and I don't blame him for wanting to do that when they've had all these different moving parts on the offensive line. 
it was great to see Beckton play good against second teamers. You need to build on that. I'm still not 100% comfortable with him, as you know. Mm-hmm. But this is a good test because what this is going to show, and I know why Rodgers did this, I need to know before the season starts what I need to tell you guys we need to get done in terms of not just the line, but how we're going to call the game, what plays we're going to run. I'm pretty sure that they're going to do maybe, if he has two drives maybe, maybe just one drive if he scores a touchdown, but it's going to be heavy on the run, and you'll get a screen pass or two from him, maybe a slant. They're not going to go crazy. He's not going to go crazy and risk himself underneath a line that is shaky at best. And, you know, this is what you get. You know, there's no going back now. You turn the team over to him, and rightfully so, because in a lot of ways, the coaching staff was in that, especially offensively. Defensively, they did they, their they thing, but offensively, they went in that. But this is what has to happen now. You want him to feel comfortable. You gave him everything that they didn't give him in Green Bay. There's no pulling back now. If he wants to start that preseason game, he starts that preseason game. Period. End of story. You're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. It's not hard knocks. It's Aaron Rodgers. It is. He wants to play. And as I mentioned earlier, this is going to be a good test for him to see what's going on. How does this team respond? How will this offensive line react? Who, what pieces are you going to put? Will this be the starting five for this offensive line? When we see them against the Giants on Saturday night, is this going to be the five? Can Becton continue to play well at right tackle? Because as we said earlier, if he can play right tackle, that's going to be a major thing. And this is going to be a shot. It's against first teamers. Let's see what he can do and build on it. And I'm with Buddha. Once again, am I confident that he can do anything? No, I'm not. It's about availability with Becton. We saw what he could do when he's on the field. It's availability. And it looked like for the first time that he was comfortable and felt that his knee could hold up in whatever he needed his knee to do. Willie Colon talked to me about that on the show a couple of weeks ago. That, yes, there's a difference from left side to right side, but the bottom line is when you're coming off an injury as serious as Becton's injury, along with the weight loss, along with everything else, and having something to prove, that might take some time. And he did not play well. Now he play, he's put a couple of games together. We'll see what happens with it. Hopefully, he'll be able to give you some consistency at that right tackle. If he's able to do that, that will give you some depth and it would give you a side over there with Elijah Barrett Tucker that possibly can help you be more consistent and give Aaron Rodgers a chance to say, you know what, I can do some things here. But no, Buddha's right. This is the way to go. This is so you can see. He's probably only going to be in for a series. I don't see him more than two, maybe two. And I get Jet fans. I get you nervous. One of the callers chronicled it earlier. Mark Sanchez got hurt in an overtime tie game in preseason. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. 1-800-919-3776. So keep at the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN.
Wait, let's go slow here. 